Overcoming Barriers to Female Leadership, Strategies for Building Resilience with Bernadette Brooker. Hey guys, have you felt that there is a lot of barriers for women to come to leadership positions? And what can we do to overcome these barriers to female leadership? And how do we build resilience to face these challenges? Uh, would you like to learn some tools, practical techniques from our guest, Bernadette Brooker, today? If so, give us a thumbs up. Uh, you're in the right place. <laughs> Welcome to Happy and Healthy Mind. My name is Dr. Rosina, and over the last 22 years now, I've been serving as a medical doctor specializing in psychiatry, a best-selling author, and a transformative speaker. I believe our mind is the software that runs the hardware of both brain and body. And therefore, I share practical tips for mental fitness so you can live your best life without burnout and unnecessary suffering. Please consult your healthcare professional for any treatment advice. Our mission is to eradicate preventable suffering and suicide. So if you think these messages help you, please like, subscribe, and share. And so more people can live their happier and healthier life. And so today our guest is Bernadette Brooker. Thank you for joining us today all the way from Austria. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. I'm totally thrilled that we meet each other and that we can talk about a very important topic. Mental health is something what everybody of us is concerning. And in times of crisis and also for especially for women, uh, this is a huge and very important topic. So thank you very much for the invitation. You're welcome. So Bernadette is an internationally active as holistic trainer in health, nutrition, and mental health with exceptional holistic resilience methods. Her PhD research is in health framing ongoing, and she is an award-winning author. So Bernadette, tell me, how did this topic become important for your life, and how did you start your journey? It's pretty simple. I nearly died four times. Four and times? You know, the first time, it, it, it's, it's like, I mean, I can laugh about it uh, today, but it was really bad back then. I was in deep depression and burnout. For many, it's like sometimes you only see one solution and this is suicide. And lucky me, I didn't it. And out of my own life story, I created my own nutrition style and my own coaching therapy style because everything what I found out there was too complicated. I'm a very, even if I'm officially a workaholic, but I'm actually a lazy person. <laughs> so I'm finding the fastest way to, to um, not deal too long with stuff which is kind of boring or negative. Right. So I find very fast um, methods, resilience method for better health. Wonderful, wonderful. I also like to go with practical tips, people who are busy, and most of us are. <laughs> so busy people can apply in their life right away and can see some mm -hmm. transformation. And uh, we didn't talk about it, but my transition into the more preventive care uh, type of programs also started after my car accident when I mm. broke my right hand. Could relate to you on some level. How was the life before you started applying all these tools? Mm -hmm. uh, something must have led to the, that burnout, that depression, and accident. I'm coming from a bakery, and uh, I always say I know what hard working is. And when I was very small, I always had to work a lot. Um, and, and this is something I got a lot of belief. Difference 
from my parents, of course, from my grandparents. And I have to say my, my father is a war child and my mom is a post-war child. And they also got a lot of pre-genetic traumatas mm -hmm. from their ancestors. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I mean, my grandmother, I, I, I got to know my grandmother and she actually was in two world wars. So this, mm. this makes something with you. Right. And we, I got a lot of beliefs, a lot of sentences, what a woman shouldn't be, what mm. a woman should be, and mm. all the things since, uh, since childhood. And this led to a certain picture um, of a woman. And I always said that, no, I don't want to. This is not mm. something what, what, what is good for me. Right. And I had times when I was went to school mm -hmm. and when before I went to school, I had to work in a bakery and afterwards I had to work in the bakery. And so I got a lot of beliefs about women have to work way much more than men and get less paid and all this weird sentence. I'm pretty sure a lot of women know what I'm talking about. And the sentences makes a picture what what I should be and I what I should become. My mom always wanted that I that I marry a farmer. I'm coming from the countryside in Austria, and this is the highest thing ever. And I'm like, no, I don't want to <laughs> marry a farmer. I know I can way much more, and I'm uh, really I was always good in school. Uh -huh. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot fast. But and this was really interesting. Uh, from the point of today, uh, I was in more than 15 companies, nationally, internationally, and twice, especially when this. Uh, big CEOs from big companies came into our bakery and they asked me while I, I gave them bread from us and we had really good bread when I, uh, if I want to work with them in their big companies. And I always say yes. I'm a, I'm a person, you never know what, you know what happens and all the things. So I was with, I think I was 21, something like that, in a huge company building up in France and international sales and then in Dublin and all the things. So I had a speedy life in a very early age. We learn a lot in school. I don't know, is it in your country, but in my country, we learn a lot of school. At least half of this stuff you never need in life. <laughs> and, and this is something, I mean, it's nice to go to school and all the things and uh, they're useful things and other things, but you don't know how to handle people. You never learn what mm -hmm. resilience is. You have no idea um, about work-life balance nor um, how to handle crisis and all the things. And I had to learn it in the company because when I was abroad in the big company, I got a lot of beliefs what women sh should do or should be and also Austrians because I was working in a German company and I was in the subsidiaries. And as a young girl uh, going there, and I, I actually grew up tough in the bakery, but this was way too much for me, so I stopped eating. I mm. lost in, in this company, in the international company, while I was in Germany and France, more than 20 kilos. And I became anorexia nervosa mm -hmm. and highly suicide back then. And I was so close killing myself in France. The only reason why I didn't do it was I can't do it to my mom. This mm -hmm. was the only sentence what I had in my head. And this was the only reason why I'm still alive. Yeah. So your love and for your mother, more, love for your family was yes. the strength that got you pulled out of that deep phase that you went through. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Even when, when it was always connected with a lot of work, but this 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 was the only reason why I survived. And it is what uh, I always have to count. It was 1999. 
back then. So a little time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, um, I had my um, timeout and all the things as a bad still had to work at home. Um, and the interesting part was parallel to my first burnout, my mom had also burnout. So we are always interconnected with our family. We are always connected, um, especially with, with our moms. Mm -hmm. and we feel each other and afterwards i had a speedy life so i never got into treatment or therapy because i'm i grew up very in holistic way and I, I i read a lot of books and i did nlp courses only to understand what actually happened there because i'm i'm a leo i'm a very tough person and they i don't want to say they broke me but this is like they broke me this it i have it this was like something I so work no, no, no. stress got Never. to you. No one can be. Yes, no yeah. one can break me thing. I'm a Leo. No one can break me thing. <laughs> and this was so interesting. And I was always a kind of a stand up woman. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of you know your life. Yeah. So it was uh, you this were was you were a tough person. You never thought you would break down. You get into a very stressful work situation. You reach to the burnout, you become depressed, you almost commit suicide, but then you stop yourself because of the love for your family. That becomes your strength. You come out and then you do that process again and again, started burnout with the other job. And uh, all right. So no, it, 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 it was never about the work. It was about I never understood why people are so mean to me. Hmm. This was this was something I never understood. And this was something which broke me. And I mm -hmm. wanted to know the how, because I was always very interested in psychology, mm -hmm. um, in, in the people. I'm very interested in people. Uh, mm -hmm. I love listening to other people. That's how I grew up. But mm -hmm. I never understood why people want to harm me. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I was like, I want to know why. Right. So then and you learned all these I, things I, and you develop your own tools and you applied in them in your life. How is your life different yes. by applying these tools in your life? I understood that the, the most important part was one thing. I understood when people are mean to me, it has nothing to do with me. It has something to do what I trigger in them. Some, some memories, negative memories, uh, something like that. And that's why they, they are telling me what they are telling me. But it has nothing to do with me. And this was the most aha moment. And after I understood how people are functioning from the beliefs, from the imprints, from the subconsciousness uh, since since childhood, because we, we learn we learn a lot since childhood. And as much as I understood this, then I began to create my own uh, coaching therapy style. So I helped. I did a lot of further education, a lot of uh, book reading, a lot of talking with others. Because I always said before I pay a therapist, I, I want to learn way much more how I'm functioning. And right, one day right. this was, I, I actually never want, my intention was never to create something for others, but only to survive and to understand myself. Right, but one day right. people are coming to me and they say to me, why is you happy? And I'm like, because I'm doing this, this and this. Can you, can you teach us? And I'm like, I have no idea because most of the time I'm, I'm a high sensitive person. I do uh -huh. most of the time out of intuition till uh -huh. one person, I still remember it, it was a couple um, and uh -huh. we did a whole weekend of modeling. And uh -huh. I think there is one technique, it's modeling because uh -huh. they wanted to know 
how I do what I do and how right. I became so resilient. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So so basically now you are over there, you were kind of tough person, but you burn out because of those uh, stressors that you were feeling that people are why people are mistreating you or being mean to you. Once you learn these tools, you became so resilient that people could actually feel your happiness. They asked yes. you, why are you so happy? What are you doing that is making you happy? And then you started teaching people, well, uh, why don't we teach our audience today uh, some mm -hmm. of the tips that you teach others? And so they could be also happy and, and become resilient and deal with the, whatever comes their way so that they could be the best they could be, you know, enjoy their life. So... Yeah, tell us uh, some of the tips that could help people in their lives. There is one thing what is, was always important for me. I always wanted to uh, scientifically prove and why my stuff works. That's why I do my PhD in the field of health framing, mm -hmm. where I combine public health, uh, neuroplasticity, and also health economics uh -huh. and communication. And the the one one of the easiest thing is, and it's at the moment because it's it's my PhD topic. It's about health framing. So I want to invite everybody to take a piece of paper mm -hmm. and make kind of a frame in there, mm -hmm. because we all live in different framings, mm. and just put in one something what is bothering you something one of the challenges what you have at the moment, write it in. Mm. Because, and we know it from, from the Chinese, the challenge is also the same word for chance. In every single thing, what is triggering us emotionally, there is also a chance in there to learn something. Challenge and, is a chance to learn. Yeah. Yes. I'd say like, you know, the stress could be an, a source for suffering or an opportunity for growth. Based yes, on exactly. how you take it. And it's always the way how you see it. And that's why I always take the frame. Because you can see the frame from this side, uh -huh. from that side, uh -huh. from this side, right. or out of the frame. Right. Or the, the so-called out-of-the-box thing. Right. And the interesting part is with the human being, we begin to grow when we get pushed out of our, our comfy zone. Mm. And I was lately in a, in a talk with other person. I always say... We are, that's a human. We are so, we love our comfy zone. Like in Austria, when we have, I, I do now stereotyping of Austrians, by the way. When the Austrians have their beer, when the Austrians have their schnitzel or the apple strudel and their football, they're a happy person. <laughs> and if you take that away, you have a problem. Uh -huh. And I'm pretty sure we, we find something for the for the states for the for the American and for everybody else as well. <laughs> Americans are like... happy. Americans are happy if they get pizza and ice cream and donuts <laughs> and donuts. <laughs> yeah. And yet it has something to say because change doesn't begin in the comfy zone. We have to sometimes get pushed out. And I'm a, a person who needs a lot of pushing up <laughs> for, for changing. And there's always a lesson behind of this learning. We, I always say there's something good in every single bad thing. And even when a person is mean against me, there is something good in it. And I always say, if, if, if I wouldn't have this lifestyle before or the life or all these challenges, I wouldn't have created my own nutrition style and my own coaching therapy style. I'm, I have better blood pictures, 
than I had 20 years ago. I have, I have a better health than I had 20 years ago. And this is something, and also mentally, of course, but also uh, on the body level. And this is not because I'm, I, I just do what I do, but it's, it's because I was consistent. I was very disciplined. I got that from my dad to go on every single day because I had days that I couldn't go out of the bed and do anything because I, I was so weak. I had so, so less kilos and I was so weak. And every single day I do my blanking only to know if I have the strength or not. And this is, yes, it needs persistence, it needs discipline to do it, but it's worth every single moment. And it always depends, do you like yourself or not? And which frame do you have yourself on? Is this frame healthy for you or not? And there is one thing, when it nearly died four times, I did one day um, writing my own, uh, and I don't know the English word correctly, but um, the paper. What a, a, a paper what, no, what other person uh, says about you at your fun funeral. Obituary. Obituary. You, okay. Mm -hmm. And this was so interesting because um, I wrote it down and there is, uh, it was an exercise actually yeah. for what you want to be known and who should also talk about you. And this was so interesting for me and, and inside because I, I definitely want to come uh, very old. I want to grow very old and do a lot of stuff, but in a good shape. And there is one thing I, I loved my life as in my Speedy Gonzalez in my 2030s. I, I was around the globe. I did a lot of working with, for other companies and building up subsidiaries and all the things. I loved it. And I always said, okay, I'm, I was not in a good shape back then. But I want to go back in the shape and I want to do what I loved so much before. And this is one uh, intrinsic motivation when I'm going on every single day. And for me, it's like, yes, I created my nutrition style and coaching therapy style. I love giving to other people. But I actually want to do something else too. And when I have so many dreams and I also created a bucket list, uh, after my car accident, because I also my last you know call was a car accident. I still have no idea how I survived there. For me, it's like I have a parking list. I have a huge parking list, and I want to do everything what makes me happy. Right. And I dreams can come true. By the way, this is something what I want to truly give to the audience. I always wanted to have my own radio show. I have it in Austria. I get my own TV show in, in, in German and also, uh, <laughs> but we can do it because it's possible in Austria. The same with podcasts and, and getting things out. And even when other people telling me, and I want to give you another exercise, give in your frame something. What I so Bernadette, your voice is blocking. So let me ask the audience at this time. Uh, can you guys put, go ahead and put what is in your bucket list? And bucket list are all the things that you want to do before you die. All right. So you can make, you want to go somewhere. Uh, you want to, like she wanted, Bernadette wanted to be, to have a radio show. Whatever you want to do in your life before you die, you want to write it in your bucket list. We're on again. We're on again. Hey, guys, <laughs> if you were there before and we had to drop off because, of course, Bernadette is in Austria and we're trying to communicate and bring her wisdom to you. And so the last point that we were talking about was bu uh, bucket list. Uh, bucket as, list. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and put 
uh, what is in your bucket list in the comment section. And so Bernadette, yeah, talk uh, talk about what you were saying about your your bucket list and mm -hmm. how did that work for you? Yeah, go ahead. When I begin with the bucket list, it's like usual. I'm a little bit, I don't want to say childish, but I became, a, I always become a little child. So I don't have one bucket list. I have a huge three. Back then I made three bucket lists because I was like, okay, I survived again. We need a little bigger bucket list here. <laughs> and what I'm doing it, this is not a small one. I put truly on the wall, a huge one, a flip chart or something like that and go every every day there and write the weirdest stuff you know like children do children don't don't say oh this is this is nah you can't you can't do this and this one but children do just they just do and that's what i love the most and the interesting part is like um like ordering to the universe the weirdest thing on my list it was i always wanted to for hollywood for hollywood movies and the weirdest mm. thing was Within two weeks, I got a whole program online how to, to write a script for Hollywood movies. And wow. I have my connections to Hollywood. This is really weird. So uh -huh. I was like, okay, this stuff works. Uh -huh. So my bucket list got way much bigger. Uh -huh. And and this is, this is it, it's not made up. I, I truly get still today, and I made this bucket list six or seven years ago, I still fulfill this stuff. What I, what's on my bucket list Wonderful. and there's more and this makes me makes me happy this is this is something um nurturing your inner child yeah and i truly i, I have hypothesis one of them is if you don't nurture your inner child you get upset yeah, if you nurture okay. every single week your inner child with something you always want to do as child and today yeah. we are grown-up childs by the way right but now we have the money so we can do the <laughs> cool stuff no, what we I did, do, you know what i did one time when i read the book write it down make it happen mm -hmm. and it kind of talked to me about writing down things that i don't even like you know really believe that is possible but things that i do want want it and I wrote it in a kind of a game style. And so I just, you know, it, I was having difficulty with one thing. And I said, okay, I will have three things and I will have this and I will have that. And so I wrote it as if I have already achieved. Okay, so that's a technique that I teach in my program. It's called advanced gratitude. So I wrote 10 things. And then some five years later, I found that diary. And you know how you kind of sometimes you want to see mm -hmm. what you wrote at that time. And I found that page and every single thing that I had written down had come true except one. And uh, that is coming true now. <laughs> so it, it took like, you know, 10 years uh, for it to come true. But every single thing out of that came true. And it was just so surprising because I was just kind of playing this game. Okay, I'll just write things that, you know, I like, but I don't think it would happen. And they came true. So like you're saying, you know, putting things in bucket list starts helping you achieve that. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Any other tip? One, one thing, when you have something on a bucket list, what, what makes you chill, or I don't want to say this word like pee in your pants, then it's a good one. <laughs> then, then it's a good one. And I have I have a couple on it. One is I always wanted to have a holistic health care center but with sustainable materials. And the thing is, I couldn't, I couldn't, I had so fast the people and all the experts around. The only thing what I'm still missing is actually the ground. Mm. 
and we are we're working on that um because uh, dreams can come true and yeah. i always wanted to give that to people also for women who truly want to become a leader mm -hmm. the barrier is between your ears and if you use the word because i'm i'm using i'm communication science if you use the word fear you give away the f and the r you have ear in between and this has a meaning and this is something um most of the time we fear so much being in the greatness and being seen and i know what i'm talking about i'm actually introvert uh, i always say i'm an introvert scientific nerd <laughs> i like to be in my research center and just you know do my research thing but i see that uh it's good going out there and and just just talk to each other and knowing that you're not this thing what, what was or, or actually is a huge topic when you are highly suicidal when you're in depression or burnout i can tell you you're not alone that we are all together here we're all together on the same planet by the way and nurturing each other on eye level no one is better or less we are all making our journeys and this the journey is so unique and if you want to be a female leader, stand up. We had in Austria an action uh, during COVID-19 and it was a hashtag and it, it, it was uh, like the translation is being a, a quota a woman. A woman who is the first time on, on a certain um, position on leadership, only that you have a, a woman there. And in Austria, it's still a struggle. I don't know, as in, in America, but in Austria, it's still the so-called glassing ceiling is still there. And yet, we can make it if we come together, if we know that you are not alone, if you know that the barriers are actually something, a word. That's how I always say it. It's people, it's a word. Whatever you, you give into in this word, that's the meaning what you believe but the word yeah. itself barrier these are only letters coming together right and words um are truly only letters the only reason why we both understand each other is because we we believe talking a language what we believe that we understand right right yeah so we are having such an interesting discussion and we can go for a long time but i see that our time is coming towards the end mm -hmm. so i want to give people more resources that they can get so you were talking about a gift you wanted to share with yes. with people so tell us about the gift that you're going to share with our audience today my gift is and i'm pretty sure it come out already i'm a little bit uh, a, li a little child sometimes and one is it I made a YouTube, actually COVID-19, it became with COVID-19. I have a YouTube series called The 50 Shades of Aha. Uh -huh. uh -huh. And I made a little booklet. And the booklet uh -huh. we have translated in 12 languages. Yeah, something wow. like that. Uh -huh. 12 languages. And it's all about the view on something. So if a person is telling you something, you can say, aha. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Because no one is telling you if this is reality or not. Is it true or not? And there is one person that maybe... Um, because he actually moved to America, he's from Austria. His name is Paul Watzlawick, and he was a very famous uh, person in the field of constructivism and psychology and actually communication science. And he says, how real is reality? And with the little word, aha, uh -huh, 
you can go out of a frame because the frame sometimes we believe this is the only reality out there but maybe if you see it aha uh -huh, in a different way in a different view we get a different view on the world itself too and this is all about my 50 shades of aha uh -huh. and you can imagine i had so much a tons of fun making the videos i don't have 50 yet but they are coming <laughs> and i had people who gave me their aha uh -huh, different aha uh -huh, so they are in the videos <laughs> and but the meaning itself is actually i don't want to say serious but i i want to give people just different views on something what we take so serious right. um and if you see today's conf conflicts out there yeah. um, beginning the family and globally it's only because they have different views and different frames on something mm -hmm. Yeah. This is my gift to you. Wonderful. So uh, let me tell uh, audience, you can get this gift by either joining, uh, just going to happyandhealthymind.com and signing up for the gift, gifts from the program, or you can text the word joyful to 38470 and we'll send you the link. And if you want to learn more about what Bernadette does and some of her books, um, you can go to insideoutcommunications.academy. So do you have any last take-home message before we go to the special, Bernadette? Ladies, stand up and be simply you. The, the world needs women who stand up and just... Because women nurture different even in the companies. And this is something what I truly want to give out there because we have a different leadership as men. I truly believe when we both go into leadership and work uh, each other together on eye level, the world be, will only rise. Well, wonderful. I second your message. Be yourself, be authentic. So it's time for a special. And so today's special is kind of very relevant because I saw a patient yesterday and she is a woman leader she had a, f a fear that she was kind of really getting stressed out. Like, you know, you were going, getting stressed out with the new business and the clients really asking her time and her need to be there. And she's feeling burnout and she's feeling sometimes depressed. We still have a lot of stigma with the word depression that she's afraid of using it. So she asked me, can and I give her some tools, some words that she can use so that uh, she can maintain good relationship with her clients, but also take time for herself. So I, we discussed some of the ways to do it and, uh, would, and, and that really helped her. Would you like to learn those? Sounds great. Yeah. It's a different framing. I love it. Right, right. It was a different framing. So she she told me that all her life, you know, she's she struggled with depression on and off, right? So all her life when she had to take time off, she would say, Oh, I'm having migraine headaches. Because migraine headache is kind of more acceptable. You know, even asthma is more acceptable. But saying I have I'm having depression and I need some time off is is very much stigmatized. So she said, like, you know, I, I said I need, I need break for my migraine, but I don't feel authentic because I feel like I'm lying. You know, I, I want to be truthful, but I also don't want people to turn off because sometimes when I have used that word, people got turned off or they did not, you know, they stopped doing business with me. And so that is a real uh, problem that she was going through. So we brainstormed what are some of the things she could use. And so we said, okay, 
your your job is very creative job she is a, a interior designer so her job is very creative so i said okay well what if you tell your client that for me to be in my best creativity mode i have to take time off from time to time so i can give you the best design i can solve the problem and think outside the box when i take time off and so it's not that i'm taking time off for myself but i'm actually taking time off for you so that i can solve your problem in a better way so whenever you start feeling stressed you can kind of start saying okay well you know i think i need to have a break for creativity focus so i can get refocus so i can think outside the box you can also use because many times when you're only thinking left brain you know when you're always just thinking rationally and working constantly your mind is working it gets fried it gets tired and so you need to use also your right brain to balance it out so it you know when we say balance balance doesn't mean like you know constantly the same thing balance also means that like you know there's a seesaw that you can kind of go up and down so sometimes you need to be like you know if you're working 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 you focus on the work you stay mindful and then there's sometimes you just need to take the break she said oh i take the break but even during the break i'm constantly working i'm just working from home i said but but you're not giving your brain a break so you need to have a break so that you can be the best you could be you're driving the car you're driving the car and if you if the gas is empty you need to fill your gas tank so you need to fill your bucket to be able to give so she really felt good in in terms of okay using those words in terms of all right I need to take break from time to time so I can be best at my job. I can give you my best product. I can think outside the box and setting up the boundaries ahead of time and feeling okay. Well, she when she had to take time off, she was feeling guilty. So you see like Bernadette when you took time off, then you you became the best version of you, right? You are able to give the world better services, better version of you. So to become better version of you, you if you take time from the beginning a little bit, um there is a movement going on in America right now sometimes you can say okay, I am taking my mental health day. And so you can take your mental health day to get your mind health in the optimum level so you can perform at your best you can achieve your highest potential without burnout without suffering without these uh, you know if the depression gets worse then you know people start thinking about suicide so we need to that's why my mission is to eradicate these preventable suffering and suicide what do you think about it bernadette do you think that would help people it. as more as so like your reframing the different yeah. methods exactly and as more is different and for every single person they have different access to it and i love as more is right. we hear different ones as it best i like it all right so let me hear, let me leave the audience with this question what do you choose there is going to be barrier there are going to be obstacles in your life it is your choice to either face them with resilience or break down in front of them by without by not building the resilience and every day is a new day like bernadette said every day start putting something regularly so you can build your ability to deal with whatever challenge comes your way on that note i say stay happy healthy and see you next time